0: Hello, this Saturday morning. You're listening to the Core Report Weekend Edition with me, Govindraj Ethiraj. On this show, you'll be hearing conversations typically featured in our YouTube video series, Connecting the Dots. In these conversations, I speak to experts from various industries who help connect the dots on topics and issues that aren't usually accessible to most of us. But be sure, by the end of it, you would have gained a deeper understanding of something interesting or significant in the industrial or technology space as I did Putting it together. If you prefer video, we've also included the YouTube link in the description. Other than that, we hope you truly enjoy the show. This is the weekend edition of the Core Report. and welcome there's a new study on diabetes and it's called the Indian Council of Medical Research India Diabetes Study it's a cross-sectional population-based survey assessing a representative sample of individuals over 20 years or age 20 and above uh, drawn from urban and rural areas of 31 states including all the uh, parts of the country and the national capital region of India so this study obviously tells us about how diabetes is prevalent today but more importantly and interestingly there is the incidence of pre-diabetes and the figures which we will come to very shortly are, in, uh, to put it very mildly, worrying. Uh, to understand this study and how we should be looking at it and what we should be doing about it, more importantly, as individuals, that's you and me, as well as from a public policy perspective, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. R.A. Manjana, the Managing Director of Dr. Mohan's Diabetes Speciality Center, which is a WHO collaborating center for non-communicable diseases. And she is also the vice president of the Madras Diabetes Research Foundation, which is an ICMR center for advanced research on diabetes. And they've run this study. Dr. Anjana, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for, um, you know, picking up on this article. I think it has a huge importance because right now we are talking about India's metabolic health report. And we're talking not just about diabetes, but also pre-diabetes, hypertension, obesity, and dyslipidemia or cholesterol levels. So we're talking all of this together. And what we're showing is that there are huge increases in the number of all of these factors that I just mentioned from earlier reports. Now, this is done in the ICMR India Diabetes Study or INDIAT Study for short, which has been going on since about 2008. Uh, like you rightly said, it's uh, funded by ICMR, but also by the Department of Health Research, uh, government of India. So here, what we've done is state by state by state. In India, being such a vast and diverse country, we have looked at very representative population in terms of uh, socioeconomic status, population size, demography, etc. And we have looked at in each of these states uh, how do all of these metabolic risk factors, uh, you know, uh, how do they work, and how, where are we right now? So overall, across the country, we are seeing increases. We see increases in urban areas, we're seeing increases in rural areas. Now, the urban prevalences, as you would expect, are higher in all of these uh, things, diabetes and hypertension and obesity and everything, is much higher in the urban areas compared to the rural areas. But one of the significant points that the study uh, is looking at is the prevalence of pre-diabetes. Now, how does one progress? One doesn't progress suddenly to diabetes from normal like that. It appears like that to the individual person. But in the body, you go from stage of novelty to the stage of pre-diabetes and then you progress on to diabetes. So what happens is that a large proportion of these people with pre-diabetes will future convert into diabetes. About 60% in 2-5 in to five years is the kind of conversion. So when you see these, if you look at the country overall, Right now, today, the diabetes levels are high, uh, mostly in the south. There are some parts of the North Delhi, Haryana, all of those regions. But you have some central areas that are still lower in prevalence that you see in some areas of the northeast. But the important point here is that wherever you see lower prevalence of diabetes, we're showing very high prevalences of pre-diabetes. So what does that mean? In the near future, all of these states, which you are, you know, falsely thinking are, you know, low prevalence now, are all going to start converting. And all of these people with pre-diabetes, so in the next five years, we're going to see these alarming numbers increasing. You may see plateauing in states that have already reached there. The numbers are going to keep exploding in all of those. So this is how it looks uh, for diabetes at the
0: moment. Got it. So the figure that I have from your study is 11.4% of the population or roughly 101 million have diabetes and 15% or 136 million have pre-diabetes. So now what's driving this and including that interesting demographic insight that you brought in about South and North having higher levels and Central India and Northeast heading in that direction.
1: So the common thing about all of these is that since they're all metabolic NCDs, they have common risk factors. So diet and physical activity alone explain about 50% of all of this stuff put together. So now if you look at dietary patterns over the last 10-20 years, look at physical activity levels, look at obesity levels, all of these things have undergone drastic change. Now you add COVID into the mix and there is like a multiplier factor here. So dietary habits are largely unhealthy with too much carb, very less fruit and vegetable intake and high in salt, sugar, fat, etc. So this is common everywhere not just in urban but in rural you take physical activity it looks just dis- quite dismal as well because uh, people are becoming more and more sedentary and now with um you know COVID coming in and just work from home people barely move from one room to another leave going to office and coming back and all that's become like a weekly phenomenon now so barely what is your activity level you go from bedroom to kitchen to bathroom and you sit together so with this there is a compounding of your uh, physical inactivity people are not exercising anyway and all this is Compounding. Now, this has moved to children also. So, when you see this is a further risk factor, and in stress, now, stress levels are increasing everywhere, all ages, everybody, you know, who's not stressed. So, naturally, you will see that when these things come together, it all leads to obesity, hypertension, then diabetes, you know, so it's all kind of linked.
0: And your study also exposes, in some ways, or provides insights into how things are interregionally in the country. Yeah. Uh, w- can you tell us more about what you've seen or are seeing?
1: So when you look at um, diabetes, there are tier regional differences where it's quite high. Uh, in, in So let's do this. Let's talk about it by GDP, where the GDP of the state, or you can talk about the human development index that we have mentioned in the paper. So for those states that have high GDP, high HDI, you have high diabetes. That's how it works. States which are lower on these factors are also lower in terms of uh, diabetes, but this will change because there is uh, this demographic transition that is happening across regions. Having said that, obesity is all penetrant. So across all states, if you look at the map, we have these color-coded maps that we have in the paper. You'll see just red everywhere in terms of all over the country. So once obesity increases, next stage will be that uh, you know diabetes increases. Similarly, hypertension is high overall and more so in rural Maybe because of smoking very high in the Northeast, you know, there's a lot of smoking there. So that could be also uh, contributing.
0: You touched on complications and COVID. And I know during COVID, uh, the people who were in some ways likely to be more affected if they had COVID or all factors being constant, including having COVID. If you had prior conditions like these, then you were likely to be more ill or more affected by it. So COVID is perhaps one aspect and this is more historical. But why should people worry about what you found?
1: Okay, so uh, this is very good question because diabetes affects everything from your head to your toe. So uh, the primary ones are, of course, your eyes. okay, And diabetes is a very avoidable cause of blindness, something that should not uh, happen these days with good control of blood sugar. It can also cause the kidney failure, to put that very simplistically. And again, this is an avoidable uh, cause completely. Uh, if you're not careful, it can cause gangrene of your foot leading to amputations. It can cause nerve damage in any part of your body, your feet, you know, anywhere. So that can lead to uh, further heart attacks you can get, like, vascular problems, you can get stroke. So diabetes is a silent killer in many ways because on the outside you look fine, but if your sugars are uncontrolled, one by one by one the internal organs are getting affected without your knowledge.
0: And and what happens at the pre-diabetes stage? I mean, you could be living with it from the way data seems to suggest and not knowing about it, which I'm assuming is the problem with most of India in any case.
1: It is. It is. So that appears to be the main problem. So with pre-diabetes, the good thing about pre-diabetes, it gives you a window of opportunity for action. So that is where you should find. So a lot of the pre-diabetes comes with obesity. It comes with all or everything I just spoke about, you not know, the lifestyle changes. You focus on that in this kind of population. So if you don't want to do it in 1 billion, if you want to you know, do an intervention that's going to work, do it in this population, so pre-diabetic population, because uh, this population can progress, I said, but they can also regress and they can go back to normal. So that, I think, uh, is the golden window that we have. And that is where effort should be to see that more and more people fall from that pre-diabetes or becoming diabetic. They should move into the normal category.
0: And, and how would that happen? Is that uh, medical intervention or could it be possible without that?
1: Lifestyle intervention, just diet and exercise alone. And if you add some uh, stress element, yoga, pranayama and all that, just that. It's not really rocket science. So weight control is very important. Uh, every kilo that you gain increases your risk on someone who has a genetic predisposition for all of this. So weight control through healthy living, which includes uh, you know, dietary uh, restriction of carbohydrate increase in fruit and vegetable, increasing physical activity, decreasing your sedentary time, taking care of stress, smoking, alcohol, all of this together goes together. And they're, they're not rocket science. It's not something that people don't know. It's just that people don't practice it. That's right.
0: And what would trigger the testing? Because unless obviously you've tested, you don't know. And if you don't know, then life goes on.
1: So that is the very important one, right? So people have to screen. So these things run in families. So if you have parents, or even a parent with um, diabetes, then anyone above the age of 20, it's better to uh, test. If you have a family member, uh, a blood-related family member, again, it's better to test. If you yourself are overweight or obese, it's better to test above it. So there is this thing called the Indian diabetes risk it's a simple scoring system in which you can just enter your age your you know family history etc and it tells you your risk of developing diabetes so if you're low risk which means you have a score of less than 30 you can wait nothing is going to happen in the next four to five years if you're between 30 and 60 it's better to keep an eye on on all of this and get tested say within the next six months to a year if you have a score of above 60, it is possibly mandatory for you to get a test done immediately.
0: How do I find out what my score is?
1: So you, there are four questions uh, and I can send that out. It's it's available online. It's called the Indian Diabetes Risk Score. So it takes into account your age, your occupation, your family history and how active you are. These are the four questions. And a single, your you know, your waist measurement, your pant size. You just enter that and it gives you a score.
0: Okay, so let me come to the public policy aspect of this now. So uh, this is a problem that we've known and have been living with for a few years. So what should be or can be the public policy response to address both ends of the spectrum, which is your pre-diabetic as well as your diabetic population?
1: So I think uh, this has to be done at many levels, but primarily mass education. People need to know that there is a problem and there is a solution to the problem. It's not fatalistic where, you know, it's not like that is a problem yes you have to know but you can do something about it so making this a priority i think is is number one so obviously the only people who can reach that level is the government so governmental efforts, government efforts are already there actually so the ayushman Bharat scheme by the government of india it has introduced one hundred and fifty thousand wellness clinics in in the country so that is one very effective scheme so more schemes like that by massive education to people about what are the risk factors and how they can be controlled is one uh, number two i think uh, individuals knowing their risk and trying to take up the responsibility for looking after and preventing themselves is important what can be done in terms of dietary changes etc now when you talk about physical activity and you tell somebody to walk there have to be safe places that they can walk there are places like parks and things like that have to be available uh, foods now when you say eat healthy Again, there's a question of availability and affordability. Fruits and vegetables are expensive. So trying to uh, bring down that and making it available for everybody as opposed to giving large volumes of rice or wheat is possibly another policy decision. Putting a tax on on foods that are unhealthy and are going to make you sick, uh, like sugar and, and fat and th- things like that, make it more unreachable. So trying to, and in a, a general thing, you go to a supermarket What is the availability of healthy foods? And there are lots of claims about what is healthy, but are they actually healthy? So, you know, uh, putting those things in place, I think, would go a long way. A lot of people want to be healthy, you know, but just don't have the, uh, you have to make it available to them. You have to make it accessible to anybody. And that's when they're going to choose the healthy options.
0: So what's the one or two things that you would recommend uh, that one should avoid which have high sugar content and are easily available uh, maybe on supermarket shelves or elsewhere?
1: All the good things in life, I suppose, (laughs) right? So everything that's sweet and delicious are uh, kind of uh, high in fat. So uh, bakery products, um, high uh, sugar substances, including cakes and stuff like that, but also stuff that's very high in carbohydrates. So there's plenty of people, who don't eat um you know a bakery, bakery or sweets or cakes or anything like that, but they're eating a lot of rice or a lot of wheat. So this high carbohydrate mentality needs to be replaced with something that is high in fiber and protein. The population is deficient in protein as a whole. So trying to give uh, you know, increasing the protein intake and fiber intake, they go together. Uh, so and then automatically everything else comes down so that would be a, a simple take home
0: and and uh, what made you specialize in diabetology and uh, what's been the journey like so far and i mean and let me sort of supplement that very quickly is it frustrating sometimes that because the numbers seem to be rising all the time uh, that you are fighting in some ways i mean it's not a losing battle but it's not a winning battle either
1: yeah i think we, to make it win it cannot be one or two people it has to be effort by at so many levels by people coming together and i think that is the strength of this paper where you start and and people like you the media where awareness is the first step so i think that's where we are at and uh, i don't like to say that we are losing this battle i think we are on the way and it takes time but we will all get there nobody wants to be unhealthy right nobody wants to everybody it's just that we are not there yet and once we can i think we will reach there ultimately
0: and and why did you choose this particular discipline
1: mine's a very uh, funny story cuz i chose this when i was 3 both my parents are doctors and um, my mother has been my inspiration. My father has been my hero. So uh, my father is a diabetologist. We're a family of diabetologists. Um, right from I'm I'm third or fourth generation now, and my mother was an ophthalmologist. I've seen healing, and I've seen uh, this right from the time I was a baby. So um, when I was three, uh, you know, um, I used to be my mother's, you know, the slide boy. You know, we strapped those around carousels where we used to. So I used to do other stuff, and I used to say i didn't treat diabetic retinopathy. I had no clue what it was. But uh, yeah, so I think my parents were my inspiration and uh, seeing them doing what they did, making a difference. I think that's what made me, uh, you know, do what I'm doing today.
0: Right. And uh, uh, till, till your next report, I mean, I'd like a somewhat broad answer, or maybe you can make it specific. So what are the two or three things that you're focusing on?
1: Um, so for us, now we are going to each of the individual governments and we're submitting uh, this report so that they know what needs to be done in their state. That is number one. Uh, we are also, the, the ICMR has also taken, the Indian of Medical Research Also has also taken a good stand for, you know, making more implementable projects and things like that. So they have reached out to people all over the country, including us, uh, asking for, uh, you know, solutions to uh, problems. So we're working on many things. We're working about this very remission that we talked about. Uh, We're working on remission of diabetes. We're working on uh, trying to find other ways and means. We're also trying to get healthier foods. So in food technology, we work. So healthy snacks, healthy foods, availability of all of this. So there's a lot to be done. And I think the more people are involved, the better for everyone. Uh,
0: Dr. Anjana, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you so much.
0: This was The Core Report with me, Govindraj Ethiraj. Do stay connected with more of our coverage at The Core. You can check out our website or sign up to our newsletter at www.thecore.in that is www.thecore.in or follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook as well. Now, we would love your feedback on how we can make business more interesting and relevant to you, including our reporting on India's vibrant manufacturing sector. Write to us at feedback at thecore.in. Thank you for listening.